0: Hey guys. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, that's a fun, um, a fun fact that I like to throw around. Now you all know it, so it's, uh, I can't impress you with the whole Wizard of Oz thing anymore. But uh, now you know. Yeah, it was kind of a, a weird time. But uh, <laughs> I'm just going to start. I'm David. I'm just going to go ahead and start by praying us in, and then we'll just jump right into it. And um, <clears throat> we've got some stuff to talk about. Father... Thank you so much for bringing each person here. Father, thank you for um, the words that are going to come out of my mouth, the ways that your spirit is going to move in each of us, God. I have confidence in you that you are going to have your will be done here uh, no matter what. And so I just pray that um, this time would be honoring to you. I pray that um, we would just learn how, uh, just coming out of here, learning how to seek you more um, day to day, living a strong and courageous life uh, for you alone. In your name I pray, amen. All right, so um, we're going through the series, Foundations, right? And so we're talking about foundational aspects of being a follower of Christ. And so there's a lot of things we could cover here, because there's a lot of things that are like central really to to what we're we're talking about is, is being a Christian. And one of them that I just thought I'd bring up uh, has a lot to do with, I don't just Experiences that I've had throughout my life, and also recently, Um, just this idea of being strong and courageous. And this is kind of this kind of combination of words comes up in the Bible here and there, especially in the Old Testament. I'm going to talk some more about that. We're going to be learning some Hebrew words. Huh? yeah. So. If you weren't expecting that, now you know. It's going to be pretty exciting. But also, it'll be informative, but hopefully it will also be enriching to your life. It'll add to uh, your relationship with God and your relationship with God's people. And so, um, I think this is a really valuable part of one's relationship with God. This idea of being strong, courageous. The idea of having your confidence to be in God and not in yourself or not in in something else. And so, I'm going to go ahead and... um, I like to implement videos for uh, my talks, and so uh, I'm going to go ahead, and I got two videos, um, and so we're just going to watch this first one. Maybe just be thinking about strong or courageous. What does this have to do with it? <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Man, those videos are, are are near to my heart. I'm really glad you all got to experience those. And so... Where am I going with this? You might be wondering, and so uh basically, you've got the guy in the kayak, and he is demonstrating no confidence whatsoever in anything, maybe in Sarah in the video, but really is he's he just is hopeless, he's pathetic, really, you know, like ah, oh, just. Get, get it together and and so we got him, and then we got the guy with the umbrella in the, the second video who's who has the confidence it 's there, but it's it is totally unfounded, and he 's not ready for just the the monsoon of umbrellas <laughs> cascading across the beach. Nobody is, and so <clears throat> keep those two things in mind, I think those are i don 't know. As, as I was thinking about this more, I think there's some pretty interesting sort of pictures of confidence, lack thereof, and what it means for us. Because I think sometimes um, we might fall into one of these categories where some of you sitting here might just have no confidence whatsoever. And you're kind of just, you're shy and you don't know what to do about that. And you're just fearful, you're timid. And it, it bleeds into your life and the way you relate to people, the way you choose to, to step out in faith or not, you know. And so that might apply to people who are followers of Christ and people who aren't in this room. And then also we have the second illustration of confidence in something that does, is not going to help. It's unfounded confidence and something that ultimately it's just going to, it's not going to do anything to actually help us in the problems that we face. So those are my two kind of funny examples that actually should apply pretty well in certain situations. So maybe you find yourself in one of those two kind of camps. And so we're going to be talking about being strong and courageous in a way that glorifies God and leads to a righteous definition of success as well. I got a verse. It's um, on a slide. It's not in your handout. Verse, 1 Samuel 2 9, I actually saw this in my quiet time yesterday. It says, He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. For not by might shall a man prevail. So the key phrase here that I kind of took from this, this verse the other day is that not by might shall a man prevail. And maybe you have no confidence in yourself. Maybe you have a lot of confidence in yourself. But none of those are really going to help us in the long run. Because not by might, not by one's own strength, shall somebody prevail. And the the Bible tells us this. And so my recent experience with being strong and courageous uh, would be asking Marianas to marry me. (laughs) Which is kind of a big deal. Um, I got a little picture there. And so that happened. Throughout that time, I mean, you get nervous. I don't, I don't know if any of you have asked somebody to marry you before, but it's really scary. And it's a really, you know, challenging thing. And even if the person you're asking is amazing, and even if you have utmost confidence that they're going to say yes to you, there's still so many doubts that might flood into your mind to kind of try and keep you from... Popping the question, so to speak. And so um, that's just something that, and as I was kind of preparing for this moment um, in in my life, (laughs) I was kind of going through Deuteronomy and Joshua, two books of the Bible um, in my quiet times, and those were kind of giving me this consistent message of being strong and courageous, so I really started to grab onto that term um, for, for my life, for the way that I was going to act in faith, act in faith in, in, in this way, and that was something that was just a big deal for me, so maybe you have a big life decision ahead of you or that you're facing right now that you need strength, you need courage for. And maybe you just ha- need strength and courage to go about your day, uh, to meet somebody new, to do well um, in your studies, and or to take some sort of step of faith in your walk with God. So I'm going to get into a lot of that stuff today. Um, moving into sort of the, the stuff that I was looking into in my quiet times um, in Joshua, uh, there's actually—I'm going to give some context a little bit, show you just a little snapshot, a little profile of the life of Joshua and who he was, and um, he's kind of a big deal. And so uh, the context is that um, in, in the book of, like, Numbers, um, God's people have left Egypt they're going to a place called the Promised Land. They're being led by a guy named Moses. It's not going so well. It's going okay, but it's, it's, uh, it's a little rocky time. And so this is happening. They're getting closer. Moses sends out 12 spies to scout out the land ahead of them, um, essentially the Promised Land, saying, hey, check it out. See you know, how, you know how many people are there, how good the land is. They all come back. They're like, the land is awesome. However, 10 of the guys, 10 of these 12 spies are like, but we're not going to go there. Why? Because there's scary people there. There's big, there's tall people. They're bigger than us. We don't want to go there. It's, It's not worth it. And all the people of Israel, they're like, they hear these 10 spies and they're like, oh my gosh, we can't go there. And so fear is sort of gripping the whole nation of Israel. And then we got two guys. Of the the 12 spies, names Caleb and Joshua. And they have a different report. And they, you know, it's similar in that, yeah, it's really good. And yeah, it's going to be hard. But they have this to say about it. In Numbers 14, it says Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Japhunnah, of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. They were, uh, it was a sign of grief. They tore their clothes and they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel saying, the land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. And here's the kicker. If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Um, Next part is um, only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them. The Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And so this is earlier on in in Joshua's life and Caleb's life. And, um, uh, they showed signs of true confidence in God and that experience set Joshua up to eventually be a good leader for the Israelites um, once Moses died. And so, however, in spite of this great speech, um, it could land them in like a, like a movie, you know, about just a really inspiring movie. I don't know. And, uh, But because that the other spies had kind of given this sour report and everybody in Israel was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be terrible. We shouldn't do it. They were like, we're not going to do it. We're not going to go. Um, God punished them by forcing them to wander in the wilderness for another 40 years, um, which meant that um, anybody like over the age of 20 was going to die off. And then the next generation will be able to move into the promised land. The two people that were able to go to the promised land from that generation was Joshua and Caleb. And so that's what happened. Take that story. And fast forward 40 years. They're on the precipice of the land of Canaan, the promised land. And uh, Moses just died. So it's Joshua's turn to be in charge. And this this is kind of the big passage that... This, this is going to have to do with this message. And so we're going to check this out. Joshua 1, uh, verses 6 through 9 says, this is God talking to Joshua. He says, be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. If you can catch them. And so we got strong and courageous, strong and courageous, strong and courageous. We also, he's saying to be careful to do according to all the law, right? And so now we're going to look at our three, our three Hebrew words, starting with one called hazak. That's a Q on there. That's, so that's what our word for strong that we're looking at here. In the original Hebrew language, hazak, with a little, the a Q. All right, that's strong. So the, a definition, a quick definition would be to, to be strong, uh, firm, resolute, and to keep a strong grip on responsibilities. I think I got maybe a definition there. Yeah, there it is. And so that's kind of a, a picture of what that is. Um, perhaps you've heard the phrase, get a grip, you know, and it's usually spoken in, in a less than nice context get a grip, man. I mean, I think we could all single-handedly tell the guy in the kayak to get a grip. I mean, for Pete's sake. And so, you know, that's like, we got to get a grip. And so like, and that's basically part of what God's telling Joshua, you got to get a grip. you gotta be, you got to be firm and resolute in what you're going to be doing. This is a big deal. You're moving. You're taking all these people who have been really hard to deal with, and even Moses couldn't deal with them. And you're going to take them and put them in the promised land, and you're going to have to fight a lot of people, too, uh, in order to do that. And so this is just a really, really tough command. And he says, be strong and courageous. So this part, be strong. you got to have a tight grip on, on things. And so Proverbs four thirteen says, Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. And so hold on to it. Hold on to instruction. Get a grip. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The moving right along, Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And so there's some phrases that come up in those two that I just mentioned, and that is being steadfast and, and waiting for the Lord. And so these have to do with endurance in our walk with God. Endurance. We want to and, and we often picture waiting as looking at the, the, the watch or tapping the foot, being in a, like a waiting room or a line. Not a very productive experience, but um, the, the waiting that's described here and steadfastness means much more than just sort of hanging out. But it has much more to do with just maintaining your position and enduring and it's going to get hard. It's going to get rough, but you're going to hold on. You're going to have a tight grip on your responsibilities. You have things to do. Bear in mind, you know, you're a student, and you have all these responsibilities, and you, you know, you have your friends over here, and um, your your classes, and your roommates, and all these things, all these responsibilities that are threatening to weigh you down, but you have to keep a grip on them. Don't let these things slide, Um, and so that's that's kind of a big thing to understand with hazak is that hazak strength is compromised by the temptation to let responsibilities slide. That's, that's what compromises um, our hazak, our, our grip on things, letting our responsibilities slide. And so our response is to be faithful to God. That's in your handout. Be faithful to God. And, and this applies to the big things that you're going to go through, and the big decisions, and the big big hard stuff that you're going to do. And this applies to the little things as well. And I think that maybe it's easy to miss that. But we really need to have a strong grip on the the small things as well. Um, All the small things. Uh, (laughs) Little song joke there. And then uh, moving on uh, to Amatz is our next one. Be strong and courageous. Amats, there it is. Another Hebrew word for you. So this means to act with courage and bravery, no matter what, to act with valor.